0: So I'm feeling that energetic buzz of being a little too caffeinated, but I think it's perfect for today's discussion. We'll be exploring interconnection. It's an idea and a theme that shows up again and again in our programs and within mindfulness. So Many of you know that I work part-time at Mom's Organic. It's a grocery store in Baltimore City, Maryland. They're all over the place. And We roast coffee there. We roast coffee. So today I'd like to explore interconnection with coffee. But you could also explore it with tea or really anything else. It could be helpful when listening to this podcast to make some coffee or tea as we explore this together. And as we step into this mindful moment, maybe closing the eyes, but you could also imagine with eyes open. And what we'll be exploring is that cup of coffee in your hand and everything that has to happen for you to be seeing those colors, textures, seeing the steam and the different patterns and shapes that it makes off after it's been nicely brewed, the actual felt weight of the mug within the hand, the temperature of the mug as one is in relationship with this object, this warmth, the taste. So as you have that cup of coffee in your hand, we're going we're gonna to step back now. We're going to observe. And this is, this is really the practice of mindfulness, stepping back and observing the present moment. We're going to bring our imaginative lens here and really consciously reflect in this moment. So you have this cup of coffee in your hand. Well, how did you actually, you know, what what ha- had to happen to bring that cup of coffee to your hand? And it's normal for us to start all the way at, to the bean, the coffee bean. And when we th- and think about the coffee bean, right, there's, it's a plant, so it needs nutrients, sun, the sun, right? The eight minutes that the, the sun rays take f- to get from the sun to the earth, the atmosphere, the atmosphere is involved in this cup of coffee somehow because there's different layers of the atmosphere. And without the atmosphere, would the plant be able to breathe? Would there be the necessary nutrients, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen floating around? And then allowing that bean to turn into, you know, however we get the bean and the seed and the plant. I'm not a coffee expert or a biology expert so forgive me to those out there that really know this stuff this is kind of just us imagining so there's the nutrients in the earth right the microorganism you got this cup of coffee in your hand and we're talking about insects and dirt and what about the rainstorms and the weather patterns and the the whole globe, right, is turning, is, is orbiting. What about the, the really the history of how, did, how do we actually cultivate a relationship as, you know, the farmers? And how do we cultivate a relationship with coffee to the extent that it is within our awareness and within our use today? How did it go from a plant to a billion-dollar industry? So now we've got this cup of coffee in our hand. And all of a sudden, we're talking about profit, buying, selling, the exchange of goods, both at the corporate level, because all of these corporations and businesses are controlling and manipulating the flow of resources over boundaries, nations, governments, individuals. There's advertising involved, but you just got this cup of coffee in your hand. And what about the farmers, the pickers, the collectors, the growers? And what is their relationship with the bean, with the seed? And so within the process of interconnection, there's so much beauty and there is harm. There's the human waste and the human harm of taking advantage of others, resources, property, Nations, wages, ethnicities, races. There's the harm there. So within the practice of interconnection is seeing both non-harm and harm. And imagining everything that has to happen to bring that bean from the seed all the way up in the plant to being picked, packaged, and driven, flown, or in a boat. Just imagine all of the fossil fuels, the ecological footprint of bringing that coffee bean to you. And as I relay this, noticing with inside, is there a defensiveness, a guilt, a shame, maybe even enjoyment of the just noticing interconnection? You know, what is here in this moment? The breath is moving. There's sounds of the space around you. This is the practice of mindfulness, being in the present moment, noticing thought patterns, resistances, denial, defensiveness. So that cup of coffee in your hand, it has to go from its place of origin all the way to, well, in this case, Moms of Hamden, Baltimore City, Maryland. So the trucks, drivers, the trucks, the roads with their lines on them, or maybe dirt roads, the truck drivers that go into stations along highways to get a snack or use the bathroom, the borders that need to be crossed, the regulatory agencies. Maybe there's a use of pesticides within the actual growing process i mean the list goes on and on it is really endless to conceive and so then the bean magically arrives at mom's of hamden cuz when we walk into the store this is the this is the state of mind that many of us are in this mindless mind-wandering into all these other thoughts, not being really present within the body. We're just kind of around picking things off the shelves, moving at a rapid pace as, you know, a mindlessness. Not all of us, not all the time. I do it all the time. Not really aware of the consequences or the beauty within our actions. And so the beans come to Moms of Hamden, and there's a whole roasting process that takes lots of manual labor and sometimes love and sweat and energy, bodily energy to move huge pounds of beans from one space to the next, to roast some, to put them into bags. The stickers on the wall, putting the stickers on the bags and placing the bags on the wall, and then you have to go through the process of checking out and then paying for the beans and inserting your credit card, but the credit card machine isn't accepting your credit card. And then you're noticing frustration on your face and This is the process. So why does this matter? Why does it matter? And here's another example. Uh, You know, a lot of times I work at the register and it's lots of mindlessness and automatic pilot mode. People come up, how are you doing? Hey, good, good, okay, all right, you know, whatever. (laughs) That's just the process. And it's not all the time. Sometimes people will come up and and I can catch a sense of genuineness and then we can move into that human relationship. When people are arriving at the, at the register and they have a few items or they have, you know, who knows? A lot of times I'll ask, do you need a bag today? And I like that question versus, would you like a bag? You know, Did you, because it's really, do you need a bag? Is it something you need today? You know, you have a few items, maybe you could carry it out with your arms or who knows? But do you need a bag today? And a lot of times people will say yes, but a lot of our customers bring bags. So that's awesome. And I'm speaking from a place of hypocrisy because for eight months or so, I never brought a bag to work and I would bring, ba- I would bring a bag home every night. So I've, I've stopped that practice. It took a long time to get out of that automatic mode of using without conscious thinking. So why does this matter? You know, we have this cup of coffee in our hands. We're drinking it. Ah, oh, I feel so good. I, can, I feel energy. You know, I can... Why does it matter? Because when I ask the question, do you need a bag? And you say, let's say you say yes and you have a few items, think about everything that has to happen to bring that bag right there in that moment. So that's why it matters. There's so much power and impact that each and every one of us can have in any given moment of any given day, simply by the simplest, simply by the simplest, by our actions. Simple or grand Over added up over a lifetime. Just imagine the impact that we can have. So maybe it is having one cup of coffee instead of three. Or maybe it's making sure to invest in ethically sourced coffee or organic so it limits the environmental impact. There's choices and actions that we can make. And this is the practice of mindfulness and interconnection. It is not a passive process at all. It's not just observing and sitting back Although that's how it can be taught. Now there's a dog barking outside. Just think, of, imagine all of the things I had to bring that dog barking outside to bark in that moment to then make me frustrated because then I'll have to record. <laughs> so this is why it matters. And so my call to action would be: you know, many of us arrive in the grocery store. Uh, and there aren't grocery, and, and, and acknowledging too that a grocery store is a privilege. Not all neighborhoods and communities have access to groceries. And so when we arrive in that space, taking a moment to pause, maybe take three deep breaths in. That's what I do before I go into my shifts, so that we can arrive there with some awareness of the thirty thousand items that are all around you. And it, I think, is really important because. The number one narrative, I've worked in the grocery stores since the start of the pandemic in March. Well, it actually started early, but whatever. The number one narrative when people come up to the belt every single time, you know, they tra- they come up, the number one narrative over almost eight months is, I got way more than I should. Or I, I only came in for this item and I, I'm leaving with an entire cart. Or... Or I brought one bag and and now I need many because when we get there, where's our mind? Where's our body? Where's our heart? Where's our consciousness? And desire is so easy to fall into. I do it almost once a week, every shift, right? Ooh, there's chocolate on the wall. I mean, imagine being surrounded for 12 hours by a chocolate wall and (laughs) and the smells and the aroma of the coffee being roasted. I mean, come on, (laughs) And the way that the store is designed, oh, it's brilliant. It really is. But when we're going in, maybe we just go in for that one item, just that day. Or maybe we really need all those other items. I don't know. But it is really curious to know the impact that we can have by being aware of how we move through the world. This is the practice of mindfulness and interconnection and something we bring into our programs. You know, we actually teach interconnection because the practice of mindfulness is the practice of climate change. And so I just want to leave it there. I do have one challenge I'd like to throw out there. This has been really on my mind for all of you public health majors or people with curiosity and creativity our Evolving Minds community, imagine a grocery store, the grocery store of the future. And can we create a grocery store that can solve all of the world's problems? Just imagine that for a minute. I mean, grocery stores are grocery stores, but they could be so much more. And so that's why I'll leave you with that challenge of thinking about and designing a grocery store of that magnitude that could solve all the world's problems. So I'll leave you with that challenge with a little story and impact. And uh, hopefully when you take that sip of the coffee the next time, there'll be that moment of insight that you can be with. Until next time. I'm going to be recording podcasts bi-weekly. I've got a new schedule and system going. Every week was tough, but bi-weekly we'll be recording them, getting them out there, sharing stories, insight, impact, you name it. Stay well and take care and keep going. Bye-bye.